The air was still and death-like in the murky glimmer of dawn. A morning dove perched on the crumbling chimney atop a cottage at the edge of the Pine River Indian Reservation. Its funereal, ooh-ooh-ooh-ooh, floated on the invisible currents of the morning air. From her hiding place inside the fireplace wall, Rachel Weber strained to hear the haunting cry of the dove. It kept her from slipping into a mad place from which she might never return. She closed her eyes, squeezing them tight, desperately wanting to block out what she'd seen. It didn't help. Visions of the bloodbath filled the empty space behind her eyes, and she forced them open, staring instead at the tiny ray of gray light that filtered in through the small hole in the stone fireplace wall. Eventually, she'd have to face what had happened. Eventually, but not yet. Not yet. She shivered, both from the cold and from the fear that crippled her mind. She wondered again why she'd come to this place, but deep down, she knew why. She'd decided that she belonged with Jeremy, her husband, wherever he was. It didn't matter that he'd told her not to come. He reminded her that she hated Indians with good reason, but she'd wanted him to understand that she loved him more. It was an uncivilized land, he'd say, not safe. She argued that if they were together, everything would be all right. But she wouldn't be happy living among the vicious savages, he'd said. I'll be living with you, not them, she'd answered. His warning was fresh in her mind, but he'd been gone so long. Two years, two long, unhappy years. A cramp gripped her calf, knotting the muscles. Gritting her teeth, she pressed her thumb against the spasm and rubbed, welcoming the pain. She took a deep, quiet breath and buried her face against her knees, circling them with her arms. She didn't want to think. She wanted to wake up and heave a shaky sigh into her pillow. But she knew that what she'd seen hadn't been a dream. Dreams weren't that vivid, that terrifying, or that loud. Now it was quiet. No birds chirped in the trees, and no winds whistled down the chimney. It was so still, the sounds from the massacre still rang in her ears. How she'd wished there had been someone to help them. But no one had come. Frustration and anger welled up inside her. They were alone in this godforsaken hole at the brink of the world. The only human beings around were the savages who lived back under the trees, less than a quarter of a mile away, and they certainly wouldn't help. Indians stuck together.